Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, I'm so pleased to have one of our local leaders on our program today, Mr. Stan Robinson, who is the a junior, Stan Robinson Jr., who is the president of SHR Marketing LLC. Stan, welcome to the program and thank you for interrupting your schedule to conduct this interview about leadership and what SHR Marketing is doing with some great LinkedIn information. Darrell, thanks so much. It is great to be here, and I look forward to talking. Well, um, you're kicking off our 11th season. You're guest number three of season number 11, and we're so happy to have you on the program. Before we jump into SHR Marketing and how to make LinkedIn sing for you in your professional career, Can you share with our audience a little bit about your education and background? Yes, my background prior to starting SHR Marketing in 2011 was primarily in sales, mainly in technology sales with large companies such as J.D. Edwards, which is now part of Oracle, uh, Dun & Bradstreet, and some smaller companies that uh, most people would not have heard of. Educationally, I'd studied psychology at at Harvard some time ago and then went to the Woodrow Wilson School at Princeton where I studied international relations. I do still use some psychology in what I do now, international relations, not so much so. So there's, uh, there's plenty though to keep up with in the world of social media and LinkedIn. So let's talk about SHR Marketing. When was it founded and why did you start your company? I started my company around 2011. Out of necessity, I had been laid off by the last technology company that I worked with and I had used LinkedIn in that position. We had a very limited marketing budget, which is an understatement. So I used LinkedIn to reach out to potential sales leads to raise our level of brand visibility by posting on the platform. And when I did speak to people on the phone, I heard them say, oh, we've heard of your company. You guys are all over the place, which was humorous because the only place that we really were was on LinkedIn. Now, this was, again, back around 2000 eight, nine, 10, and 11, when the world of social media was just starting to take off. So long story short, when I did decide to start my own company, I decided to focus on LinkedIn within the social media space, because I just felt that social media as a whole was too big for me to get my arms around. And LinkedIn is somewhat unique in that it is a professional work and is an important tool, and I know we'll be talking about this, but it's an important tool for every professional and business person in terms of managing their professional identity. So that's how I came to focus on LinkedIn. So you're one of the few entrepreneurs that I know that have completely built a successful business around LinkedIn. What are all the services that you provide your, your clients that evolve around LinkedIn? They revolve around three 
primary groups that I serve. One is the group of sales professionals. Those who are in sales or business development and looking to use social media in general and LinkedIn in particular more, effective, more effectively as part of their sales strategy. What they're realizing is that their buyers are doing a lot of research online and looking them up on LinkedIn. So as professional sales and business development people, we need to be equally adept at using these tools to research our market, to become more knowledgeable about what's going on in the industry, to keep up with what uh, our potential buyers are concerned about. So sales professionals are one group. Another group are small to medium-sized businesses, although that sometimes turns into large corporations, who simply need training on how to use LinkedIn and LinkedIn Sales Navigator as part of their sales strategy. And the third group are job seekers, because LinkedIn is a very important tool in terms of the job search process. So 80 to 90% of what I do is online using screen sharing, which means that people can literally be anywhere in the world. I do some in-house training as well. And I do a combination of done-for-you services for people who are too busy to rewrite their LinkedIn profiles. I can do that for them in addition to training them on how to use the tool. And what I really prefer, though, is teaching a person how to fish rather than giving them a fish. And by that, I simply mean doing training on how to use LinkedIn more effectively as far as part of your sales and business strategy. And the, the last service, so to speak, in addition to done for you and training, is coaching. And the coaching, Durell, is, is geared toward those who are already fairly advanced LinkedIn users, but they want to speak on a monthly basis about particular situations that are arising and how to handle them using this tool and related tools. And so when you look at your demographic of your clientele, um, what is the demographic of folks that you deal with? Do you deal with folks who are very adept at LinkedIn or are completely beginners? Um, what is your choice audience that you go after? Or in who go after you? <laughs> yeah. In terms of the people I've worked with, they do range from beginners who don't have a profile yet and need to get one set up. Uh, many of these people are people who've been in the professional community for a while and just have never had to set up a LinkedIn profile. And they have realized that, no, I need one in today's environment because LinkedIn has become uh, the 21st century Rolodex in addition to the, P, the place where people will look us up. So I've worked with beginners all the way up to chief information officers and CEOs and heads of companies who are looking to either improve or fine tune their LinkedIn strategy. My ideal uh, client is someone who has a LinkedIn profile. They realize that they can be using it far more effectively and they want to find out how to get the most out of it while investing the least amount of their time because LinkedIn is simply one tool of many. 
in the, the arsenals of sales and business development professionals. So when you're talking to potential clients, um, <clears throat> naturally, sometimes folks, you know, they want to get insight on how can they get started. Um, but I understand this is a business for you. So you don't want to give away the trade secrets without someone hiring you. And, and again, I, I want to entice our audience and not give them you know, for you to give away your trade secrets so they don't call you. But what are the reasons why people should call Mr. Stan Robinson Jr. to improve their uh, profile on LinkedIn? I'll give you some of the reasons, but, but first let me say this. I definitely don't mind sharing some tips for your audience because LinkedIn goes so deep in terms of what the tool offers that we could do a three-hour podcast and not have covered all that you can do with this tool. So that's, that's the good news. The reason that people contact me is because they're coming to understand that whether we like it or not, LinkedIn has become a very important tool in managing our professional reputation. These days when people start doing their due diligence on us and our companies, if they're considering any type of business relationship with us, they will either go to Google, in which case our LinkedIn profile should pop up in the top five Google search results, or they will go directly to LinkedIn to look us up. And LinkedIn is an opportunity for us to present the professional image and message that we want our audience to see about us. So on the one side, because people are looking us up on LinkedIn, there's the necessity for us to be able to know how to use and navigate the tool for our best advantage because today people expect to find us there and they expect to be able to learn about us and our business there. And the, what I hear from people who've worked with me and those who've been kind enough to give me recommendations are the fact that I do take the time to answer their questions in detail. I'm fairly patient in terms of the process because I know that people are coming from different places as far as their level of comfort with tools like this. And if they are fairly advanced and they really wanna get into the nuts and bolts of how to use the tool for different applications, whether it be people search, whether it be publishing on LinkedIn and how to leverage that to raise your level of professional vis visibility, whether it be using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, whether it be using LinkedIn as part of your job search and professional branding strategy, I can get into all of that level of detail with them as well. So I hope that at least in part addresses your question. Uh, Stan, you're very thorough. Thank you so much. Stan, and um, what are some of the do's and the don'ts of LinkedIn, of a user trying to create that profile that demonstrates their expertise? What are some of the basic fundamental do's and don'ts? Here's one quick takeaway, and then I'll mention, I'll mention three do's and a couple of don'ts. Most people 
even if they are not in the job search mode, have their LinkedIn profile structured like a resume because that's the impression that most people have of LinkedIn. It's a place where they can put their online resume. Well, if you are in business or if you are in a job and you're not seeking to change jobs, my suggestion would be that you structure your LinkedIn profile more like a sales letter for you and your business, if you're in business, or for you as a professional, if you're working for someone else, such that when prospects, if you're in business, or potential employers, even if you're a passive job seeker and not actively looking, when they look at your profile, they get the answer to the question that is at the top of everyone's mind when they visit your profile, which is, what can this person do for me? So your LinkedIn profile should answer that question. A couple of do's definitely do have a current photo of yourself on your profile. It's always a good idea to, to use one where you've got a solid background that brings out your face and a smile never hurts. The second do is take advantage of your professional headline, which is where most people put their title for their job because LinkedIn prompts you to put your there. One thing you may want to think about doing is in addition to or instead of your title, put in keywords that people would search for if they were looking for what you offer in Google. We don't have time to go into it here, but LinkedIn is also a search engine. And so people will search uh, for services, people, et cetera, by keywords. So your professional headline is an opportunity to help you be found more easily and to explain the value that you offer. The third do is do take advantage of LinkedIn's ability for you to create a summary, which is where you have 2,000 characters of space to talk about who you help, how you help them, what the value is that you offer to them, and what makes you different from competitors. A couple of don'ts real quick, one I already alluded to. Do not leave your photo blank and don't put your company logo there. People are looking for your face, not your logo. If you are in business, you can create a LinkedIn company page and that's where you can put your logo. The other don't is don't sell overtly on LinkedIn. And if we talk more about LinkedIn etiquette, I can go into that in more detail. But people are not on LinkedIn looking to be sold to, they're on LinkedIn looking to build business relationships. And that should be your primary goal. And for the photo, what about the background? Um, is it okay to have your photo there as the insert and then in the background to have your company logo? Good question. The background, the reason I recommend a solid background, please, no one else in the background, please, no crop photos from weddings or other events. Just ideally a professional photo of you, even if it's someone that's good with a smartphone. Solid background because you don't have very much space. However, you do have space for a background image on your LinkedIn profile in addition to your photo. So if you're good with graphics and put, you can put together a background image or you have someone who can or you could use a tool like Canva to do it, 
you can create a nice background image that conveys your brand, either as a individual professional or as a business. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Stan Robinson Jr. He is the president and founder of SHR Marketing LLC, and we are talking about LinkedIn. So whether um, you want to spruce up your business career or if you have a child who is in high school, getting ready to go off to college, it's important for them to establish the uh, LinkedIn profile, which, Stan, leads me to my next question. Mm -hmm. When should someone start to build a LinkedIn profile? That, that is another great question. I would say that it's not too early by the time you are in high school. It's a good idea to start thinking about your professional identity. Now, obviously, students are at different levels of maturity, but definitely by the time you want to start working for someone else. Now, LinkedIn had lowered the minimum age that you could sign up to 14 at one point. I don't know if that's still the case, but at least by the time someone is a high school senior, they should get on LinkedIn, start building their professional identity, start mentioning any leadership activities that they've been involved with at school, volunteer work, any jobs that they may have had, if they're involved in sports and other types of activities. Those are the types of things that they can start to talk about, even at an early age. And what has been the youngest age of your youngest client? <laughs> Ooh, good question. I've done presentations for high schools. Now, those were, those were gratis. Those were free. Uh, so the youngest ones who I've talked with about LinkedIn were high school sophomores. Um, we won't talk about who the oldest was, but, <laughs> but, but at least uh, high school sophomores are probably the youngest ones. Oh, okay. All right. And... Um, how long, what is the process? So if I'm a new client, talk to me about what the process is, how much time it will require before I start having a more dynamic LinkedIn profile. So what I normally do with, with people that I start working with, whether I'm doing a done for you service where I'm rewriting their LinkedIn profile myself based on the information that they give to me, or whether I'm doing training where I'm walking them through the process, I start by sending them a, a questionnaire that asks about their business and professional goals, the relevant keywords that they describe what they do, uh, information about their industry, those types of questions so I get some context for the training and so it can be tailored and customized more specifically for the individual based on what they're trying to accomplish. Normally, the, the simplest, most basic training that I do is a two-hour LinkedIn training, which we normally break into two one-hour segments. That time goes by very quickly because we spend the first part of it talking about the profile since that's the first thing people will see. And then we spend the rest of the time talking about strategic networking using LinkedIn and then some of LinkedIn's other capabilities like publishing, uh, like the ability to upload native video to LinkedIn, 
the ability to find and connect with people and other areas of LinkedIn. So the shortest engagement is usually about two hours to help a person get started. And then they can go from there into coaching, which can go six to 12 months uh, working with someone on using LinkedIn as part of their sales or business strategy. And Stan, how can someone get in touch with you? The, the easiest ways are you can always visit my website, which is shrmarketing.com. Of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Stan Robinson on LinkedIn. And uh, you can also contact me on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Stan Robinson. Stan, I apologize. I've been putting a junior at the end of your, your name. I apologize for that. No, don't apologize. The junior is correct. Believe it or not, I'm trying to get into the habit of using it. Okay. On LinkedIn, um, my name is actually listed as Stan Robinson Jr., but my custom URL is simply Stan Robinson. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So okay. you're, you're exactly right. Excellent, excellent. You know, my, my wife is my producer, and she is such a very good uh, constructive uh, advice giver, you might say. And, um, <laughs> and she studies my, you know, my, my subjects on the interview, and I said, oh, I think she might catch me up on that one. So um, when, when you think about the evolution of, of LinkedIn, and you're an employer, from an, an employer's perspective, how can they use LinkedIn to find insights in about potential employees? Mm. Hiring managers and recruiters are on LinkedIn all day because it is such an effective way of finding potential talent and candidates because it's a searchable database. So right now, at least to my knowledge, LinkedIn is the world's largest professional network. There are over 550 million members on LinkedIn right now, and it's still growing. And on a side note, because it's now part of Microsoft, it will only continue to grow as Microsoft integrates LinkedIn data into its office suite and other tools. But coming back to employers, even if you're not, hiring a recruiter and you're doing your own talent search, you can search for people on LinkedIn by keywords, by title, by company, by education, by location. And all of those are ways that you can use to identify people who are potential uh, employees for, uh, for positions that you have open. So it's an extremely powerful tool for search. Now, two other ways you can use it, you can post open positions through your personal profile such that it goes out to your network and you can and should also post them on your company page. And you can use both those tools, both profile and your company page to tell the world about the experience working with your company. And by that, I simply mean that your company page, for example, is an opportunity to attract talent 
by not only talking about what your company does, but talking about your company culture and why those who do work with you are excited about working there. And so from a user perspective, how do they uh, demonstrate success with their profile, the, the before and after you're, they have counseled with you? How do they determine success? What are those metrics? The, the easiest one, and here I'm talking about a free profile, but I'll use an example with, with one of the paid as well, is who's viewed your profile? LinkedIn's the only social media network out there that lets you see who's looked at your profile, even if they don't engage with you. Now, people do have the ability to do that anonymously, but most people just leave it on the default, which allows you to see who's looking at your profile, which can be extremely valuable information. With the free version of LinkedIn, you can see the last five people that have looked at your profile in the past 90 days. With paid versions, you're able to see everyone that's looked at your profile for the past 90 days. So one easy metric, because this will go up when you fine tune your profile, is looking at who's looking at your profile. And to me, the real power of LinkedIn is what you can do with it proactively. Yes, it's important to get your profile set up such that you convey the image that you want to convey and such that people understand what it is that you have to offer. So that's the first step. But the second step, which is just as important, if not more so, because it's an ongoing process, is using LinkedIn to reach out to people and to start to make connections with people who make valuable business connections for you. So another metric, although this one has more to do with you than with people visiting your profile, is the growth of your network. Because you can look at how many people you're connected to on LinkedIn, and you can also see how many people are inviting you to connect on LinkedIn, which will go up in number as you improve your profile, as you reach out to people, and as you get more active on LinkedIn with posts, updates, and engaging with other people's content. And what are some of the basic etiquette rules of behavior on LinkedIn? The, the simplest ones are whenever you invite someone to connect, personalize your invitation. Try to avoid using LinkedIn's default, I'd like to add you to my professional network invitation. So whether you're on a desktop or a mobile device, you have the option to personalize your invite and do the person the courtesy of letting them know why you'd like to connect with them. That's one. The second big mistake that a lot of people make, particularly those in sales and business development, is as soon as someone accepts their invitation to invite, uh, to connect, what they do is immediately send the person a sales message. And that's a mistake. That turns a lot of people off. You think about yourself if you invite someone to connect or they invite you to connect, you connect with them, and then the next thing you see is a message about why you should buy their product. So you don't want to do that. Rather, 
start to build a relationship by either sharing content with the person or inviting them to continue the conversation in terms of just getting to know each other via email or via phone call. So those are a couple of things right off the bat. Um, for those that are a little bit further down the road, if you are sending out messages to groups, because you can send out group messages on LinkedIn, just be aware of two things. Number one, you cannot blind copy people. So if you do send out a message to more than one person, everyone is going to see who else is receiving it. And even more importantly, once people start engaging with that message, everyone in that thread is going to get notified. And that's a quick way to get on the bad side of people. So be very judicious about sending out group messages. Okay, Darrell, for some reason, yep, there you go. Sorry about that. So previously, people could uh, blind copy folks on messages, but they changed that. A am I incorrect in that, uh, my understanding? You're absolutely correct. At one point, you could blind copy people, which was wonderful, but they did change that some time ago, and I'm sure one thing you want to, we all need to keep in mind, and this is to benefit us as users, is LinkedIn is trying to prevent people from spamming each other sure. to the best of their ability. That's understandable. And so that's the, the reason why. Stan, believe it or not, we're at the end of the program. So if you could, <laughs> could you, in the next 30 seconds, uh, give the audience uh, your best thoughts about LinkedIn and how to help, how, how to help them with their careers? Yes, the main thing is to, to get on it, to build your profile, and the good news is that that can be a work in progress. It doesn't happen, have to happen all at once, and your LinkedIn profile should change as you change and as you take on new projects, encounter new opportunities. Use it as part, as part of your professional networking strategy. Business is all about people, and LinkedIn is one great tool for helping you to find and connect with valuable business contacts. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up on this week on Leadership with Darrell Gunter with Mr. Stan Robinson, Jr., who is the CEO of SHR Marketing, LLC. Stan, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you, Darrell. I've enjoyed it. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up, as I said, this week on Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on 89.5 FM WSOU and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend and remember, leadership begins with you.